This is KMTT, Kimitzion Titzei Torah. On Mondays, we are having Rav Benjamin Tavori, who is giving a series this year on Mo'adei Hashanah, Shiurim, about the different holidays and festivals. This Sidra of Shiurim that we've been giving has been about Mo'adim. In the past few weeks, we talked about general halachas of Moadim of, of, Moadim of Shlosh HaRegalim, but since this week is Hanukkah, the Shir will today will be about one specific topic in Hanukkah. We say, when we light, when we light the Hanukkah candles, we say, Haneros Halalu Kodeshem. These the candles themselves are holy. We have no permission to use them at all, but we can only see the see the neiros. Now, not only is this a piyut that's uh, very commonly done all over uh, Am Yisrael, but this is in Mesecha Selfrim. It seems it's actually part of the Hadlaka. According to Halacha, some people actually say it while they're lighting the candles. And we say in that phrase, this phrase of Haneris Halalakodashem, the, the candles themselves are holy. Are they indeed holy? Is this really true? The Gemara in Shabbos, in the famous Sugi of Nechanaka, the Afchavbezim and Aleph, the Gemara brings Halacha, Osur Lahartzel Smos Kenegid Nechanaka. A person should not count his money by the uh, light of the candles. Especially today, we, unfortunately, everybody's thinking about uh, how much money each person has lost. Uh, so you feel that you want to count, you see what the, your assets are. So the Gemara says you cannot do this by Nechanaka. The Gemara goes on to say the exact phrase that bothers us very much. Is there any holiness to this near? There... The Easter of the Gemara mentions of counting your money would make some sort of sense if there's a, some sort of holiness to this near. But the Gemara almost asks in a scoffing tone, Is there any Kedusha in the near? So the Gemara then goes on to say, And what about Dam? Blood has any Kedusha either? And there is a famous mitzvah called Kisri Adam. You must cover the blood after the Shechita. So, and the Gemara tells us how to how to cover the blood. A person could cover the blood by kicking the earth and having the blood covered, or he could bend down with his own hands, pick it up, and do it in a more respectful way. Now, there's certainly no kedusha involved in this mitzvah. It's a mitzvah to cover the blood. The blood has no kedusha. The earth has no kedusha. So, why should you have to cover the blood in a respectful way? The Gemara says el Mitzvahs should not be somehow treated in in, in an inappropriate inappropriate manner. A person should treat a mitzvah with more respect, with more dignity. And therefore, even though the blood has no kedusha, it would be a proper behavior for a person to do it in a more respectful manner. Do it without kicking the blood, but putting it on the blood in a, in a nicer manner. Similarly, the Gemara here seems to say clearly. There is no Easter, there is no Kedusha in Ne'er Hanukkah. But nevertheless, part of treating the mitzvah correctly is not to 
use the mitzvah in a, treat the mitzvah in an improper fashion. And counting your money by uh, in such a manner is uh, not appropriate. Now, the Gemara, of course, on the same page, says another an opinion that Nechanaka also lishtamish laura. There's a machlokus in the Gemara. Nechanaka also lishtamish bara, muter lishtamish bara. But the Gemara says one opinion also lishtamish bara. A person cannot use Nechanaka. Now, that doesn't seem to be the same statement that we learned above. Above it said, You can't count your money by Nea Hanukkah. It didn't say in general there's an Easter Hanukkah. It didn't say that the candle is us about Hanukkah. The other statement of the Gemara seems to be fairly clear. You're not allowed to use the candles at all. The Balamar and other Rishonim uh, picked up the difference between the two opinions and really said they are two different opinions. The Balamar, in the on that Sugyon Shabbos, it's Daftas Amud Aleph, in the pages of the Rif, for anybody who has a chance later to look it up, the Balamar says that indeed there is a controversy, a machlokas, between these two opinions. The opinion that says, So he really thinks that the Nair does have a type of Kedusha, and since the Nair has Kedusha, there's a general Easter. And there's no specific uh, type of Easter, this or that or anything else. Aser, it's a general statement. That's But the opinion of the Gemara that says, You can't count your money by Nech That opinion doesn't think that there's an Easter of Hanah that's based on the phrase in the Gemara, there's there. Nech Kedusha, there's no Kedusha to that near. So why are you not allowed to count money? Not because there's Kedusha in there, not because there's a general Yisra but only because of Shtolot Yerimitzvah's Bezuyah Salaf, in order to treat him properly. So, Halacha, according to that opinion, that we say, the person would be allowed, let's say, to learn or to daven or to, in general, any mitzvah he has to do, he could use the candles of the menorah as a light for that particular mitzvah. Something that's considered more respectful would not be a problem of using the Hanukkah. However, according to the general Easter, a person who said, the Balamar says, and everything else would be Yasser because somehow that opinion does hold there is Kedusha to the Nair. So right now, we would ask, is there Kedusha to the Nair or not? It seems to be a Machlokas Negemar. According to one opinion, there's no Kedusha to the Nair, but there's an Isur of Lahartzus Mos, of counting your money by Nair Hanukkah, but it has no Kedusha, you can use the Nair for other purposes. According to the other opinion, there does seem to be a Kedusha in the Nair, but it, um, then therefore, no, you cannot use it for any hana whatsoever. But what seems to be behind this machlokas is there kedusha to the nair. So the Balamar himself hints at the answer. The Balamar says, according to the Manda Amar, any use whatsoever of the neiros is included in the generally, sir. Afilu tashmish to mitzvah, even using the nechanika for mitzvah, or tashmish kedusha, or using it for the purpose of kedusha. So he says, why? Mishum de savar kevan shem zecher le neiros to le shemen shalhechal asurosein ba'anor kaliker. Since the nechanika is a commemoration 
of the candles and the oil that were used in the base of Mikdash. Therefore, all all Easter is involved. Even to learn, even for the purpose of eating a Shabbos meal or a, or a, a, a mitzvah meal. So, the person who holds Neraz Kedusha, according to Rambat, to the Balamar, that's because he learned that the Ner is an extension of the mitzvah of Beis HaMikdash. Now, this idea that Ner Hanukkah is not just a mitzvah that Chachamim made up, but it's an extension, the concept of a Ner of the Mikdash has specific ramifications for this mitzvah, which we will discuss. But I'd like to discuss the general background of the difference between two types of mitzvahs to Rabbanon. The Nesivos has a very famous Chiddush. The Nesivos HaMishpat wrote a Chiddush in Simon Reish Damadalit that's very, very familiar in the yeshiva world. The idea, of course, is that when you discuss something in the Torah that's Aser, for example, a, a person is not allowed to eat um, Chazer. So there's a famous discussion that's based on the Sugya Nadarim, and it's a complicated issue whether the Isurim that are written in the Torah are Isurim Chavts or Isurim Gavra. In other words, do you say that there is nothing inherently usur about this particular meat as opposed to any other meat? But the person is enjoined from eating this meat, he's permitted to eat a different type of meat, so everything in the world is Isurim Gavra. The Isurim is on the person, it's not on the thing. The thing itself doesn't have any... Uh, spe- special, unique significance, why this is kosher, why this is strafe, it's just a, a, the Easter Gavra, the person has to behave himself in such a way. The other opinion is that Easter Torah could be Easter Echefza. The things that are in the Torah, it's the, the thing itself, the piece of Chazer itself has something usher about the thing itself, in the thing itself, within the thing itself. In terms of Kabbalistic terms, it's certainly understood that somehow there's a type of, if we use the word of klipos tomeo, some sort of a shell, an impure shell that applies to this particular type of thing. So you would say the thing itself has something, as it were, halachically wrong with it. And therefore, you can't eat it. So it's Yisurei Torah or Yisurei Chefza. Whether this is true of Yisurei Torah, Yisurei Chefza, Yisurei Gavra is beyond the concept of this particular shear. But I'd like to refer to the Chiddush of the Nesivas. The Nesivas said that even if we would assume that Isurei Torah might be considered Isurei Chefza, this certainly would not be true by Isurim Durabanan. Isurim of Durabanan, the Chachamim were empowered by the, by, by the Torah, by Kaddish Baruch Hu, to tell us what to do. How exactly were they so empowered? Well, just for simplicity today, we'll use the opinion of the Rambam in Sefer HaMitzvah, in the first Shoresh, that you have to listen to the Chachamim because the Torah said, People must listen to Chachamim, the Torah told us to do so. So the Nesiva said, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is master of the universe. The whole world belongs to Kaddish Baruch Hu. Of course, Kaddish Baruch Hu can declare something usher to human beings, can declare something to mutter to human beings. He has control over the whole world. So, 
he could determine that something is Nisa Hefza, he could have determined that it's a Nisa Gavra, and that's, you know, the question that we discussed before. But the Chachamim don't have any dominion over the world. The Chachamim can't tell, create an Easter out of meat or create a heter out of something else. Lashem Aretzim doesn't say the Chachamim Aretzim they don't have that right. What do Chachamim have? They have the right to tell a person what to do. So Nesivas Eschidosh is therefore in Isurei Drabanan they're all, always going to be Easter Gavra. Nobody could think that Isurei Torah or Isurei Hefza. That's the in, in a nutshell the famous Chiddush of the Nesivas. Of course one of the ramifications is the Nesivas says if a person does something Beshogeg a person did something unintentionally so in a mitzvah of the Torah, let's say a person ate treif unintentionally. The bottom line is, since Yisrael Torah could be Yisrael Hefza, he ingested something within himself which is somehow not healthy for him. It's somehow, the thing itself is usher. The fact that he did it unintentionally means he didn't rebel against HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he didn't do it intentionally. But nevertheless, he did do something that's wrong. Whereas in Yisrael Rabbanan, there's nothing wrong with this particular meat. The only thing is, I have to listen to Chachamim. And if unintentionally I misobeyed Chacham, I disobeyed Chachamim, then I really didn't do anything wrong. I ate meat which inherently could be kosher, is kosher, but I did, went against what the Chacham said, but I didn't go against what the Chacham said, because I did it Peshoge. So that's the famous idea of the Nesivis, that Isuri Drabanan or Isuri Gavra, and there's no such thing as a shogig in Yisod Rabbanan. Many people have discussed this point. It's a very famous topic in the yeshiva world. Among the the great gedolim who debated the Nesivas about this point is one of the gedolim of Poland in the uh, early 20th century, Rabbi Yosef Engel. Rabbi Yosef Engel wrote approximately 100 svarim Unfortunately, because of the Holocaust, because of the wars, many of his writings were lost. We have a number of Svarim that he wrote, which are filled with lambdas that are really recommended strongly to read the books of Rabbi Yosef Engel. In one of those Svarim, Rabbi Yosef Engel said, how could anybody think that Isur Rabbanan must be Isur Gavra? We have Allah by Hanukkah. Then their Hanukkah is... The thing itself is Muktzah. If the Chachamim can not, do not have dominion over the world, they cannot declare things, they can only tell people what to do, so how can you say the thing is Muktzah Lemitzvasa? There's some sort of a, a mitzvah in the Ner Chanukah itself, and that creates an Isra Muktzah. So Rabbi Yosef Engel argued with this whole point, and he said maybe that Isra'id Rabbanan could really be and perhaps we could suggest a midpoint between Rabbi Yosef Engel and the Nesivas. You see, in Isuri Drabanan, we could really say there are two different types of Isuri Drabanan. When we're talking about an Easter Drabanan, and perhaps about a Mitzvah Drabanan, we could say the same thing. But when we talk about an Easter Drabanan, we can talk about a halacha that Rechachamim made up. They said something is us, so they created a new Easter. Sometimes, Chachamim might say something that's Aser, but not say it's created as a new Easter. They could say it's an extension of the law of the Torah. 
This idea, of course, that the Rabbanan have two different ways of creating an Easter. One as a new Easter, and secondly as a as an extension, is found in the writings of Revelvel, the Briskerav, and others. And they discuss a certain concept in the laws of Chametz and Pesach, and say that sometimes there could be Chametz the Rabbanan, which would be a new Easter, and sometimes it could be an extension of Easter Rabbanan. Might be a distinction between the time. Pesach is, is Aser, uh, Chametz is Aser. Maybe there could be a time that's Aser Rabbanan, maybe certain types of food that become Chametz, and maybe there might be a difference between them in terms of this concept of being a new mitzvah where the, or a new Easter or a cre- an extension of an old Easter. I, an example to illustrate this concept might very well be in the idea of eating meat and milk. Of course, eating meat and milk together or refers to meat, and that's an Isidaraisa. Most Rishonim Paskin, that chicken is only Asad Rabbanan. Chicken and milk together is Asad Rabbanan. But here one could ask how Chachamim made this law. Did they say that milk and meat is Asad and chicken is considered meat Mid Rabbanan. So it's an extension of the law of Torah. It's not that they made a new law and said chicken is also. They said chicken is meat, mid Rabbanan. Or it could be they said no. It's a new halacha. It's not meat, but just the same way meat and milk are also mid Araisa. So chicken and milk are also mid Rabbanan is a new Easter. There might be practical differences between the two if we look at it as an Easter of Rabbanan as a new Easter or as an extension of an Easter. Perhaps one could argue, do you have to wait six, six hours after eating flesh, after eating, after you eat, after you eat chicken and milk, a chicken, to have milk? There is a machlokas rishonim in this point. Uh, the custom, of course, is to wait hours after chicken the same way we eat after meat, but there are, there are opinions in rishonim that you don't have to. Perhaps they learned that it's not an extension of a dindraban, and it's a new halach of milk, chicken, and, and milk are aser, but it's not the same as meat and milk. Even Rabbana, it's not the same. It's just a new Easter, so maybe you don't have to wait the same amount of time after eating chicken and milk. Let's go back to us. Near Hanukkah, a person could learn, is it an extension of the Rabban, a new extension of a, some sort of a mitzvah of the Torah, a law of the Torah, or do we find it as a new mitzvah Rabbana? So perhaps this is the argument that the Balamar is suggesting. According to the opinion that Asr Lishtamish La'ora doesn't mean a general Easter, it only means Asr Lartzasmos. So there's no Kedusha in the Hanukkah. It's a new mitzvah, Chacham made up. And therefore, the thing itself has no specific, unique concept of a mitzvah in the thing itself. But we should treat the mitzvah with proper respect. However, the opinion that says Asr Lishtamish La'ora really paskins that is an extension of an air. It's not a new mitzvah. It's a, it's a mitzvah of the Torah. Namely, mitzvah of lighting candles in the Beis HaMikdash. Mid they said that near Hanukkah should be lit in each person's house as a Zeichel HaMikdash, as an extension of the mitzvah of the Mikdash. And therefore it follows, The gist of this idea, of course, it was explained by Rav Soloveitchik in and exactly all the all the proofs that he brought to it, I don't remember which proofs he brought and in what order he brought the proofs, but we'll I would like to state a few ideas that relate to the same concept. 
that the mitzvah of Ne'er Hanukkah, according to this opinion, is really Ne'eras Halalakodashem, it is an extension of the Ne'eras of the Beis HaMikdash. There's a Machlokas Negimara on the same page in Shabbos, in that famous sugi of Ne'er Hanukkah, there's a Machlokas if Hadlaka the Mitzvah or Hanacha the Mitzvah. When you light the candles on, on, of, of Hanukkah, one opinion is Hadlaka the Mitzvah. Lighting the candles itself is the Mitzvah. And the other says Hanacha the Mitzvah. It's not to light the candles that's the Mitzvah, but having the candles lit, having them in a proper place which uh, can be shown to people, that's the mitzvah, Hanachas mitzvah. The Gemara mentions a number of issues about this question, Hanachas mitzvah, but for simplicity, the, there's another machlokas which somehow seems to fit in very well with this machlokas. In the Shulchan Aruch, it seems to be that they learn it as, as uh, really it goes hand in hand, two machlokas. The other machlokas that what I want to explain is Kavsa zakukla, kavsa ein zakukla. If the candles go out, let's say a person really lit candles for Hanukkah. He did it in a proper manner. He lit the candles in a place where they should, by normal standards, light for the proper time. He lit enough candle, enough oil, that it should last a certain amount of time. He left it in the place where under normal circumstances it should last the whole time. But an unusual circumstance came up and somehow they were blown out. They were, they do not longer, are no longer, not longer, no longer lit. So does a person have to relight them? It would seem, and that's the way the Shulchan Aruch seems to say, very obvious that if you say Hadlaqa Mitzvah, if you say the lighting of the candle made the mitzvah, so I use the expression in Hebrew, bang the so you finish the mitzvah. Once you light the candle, you finish the mitzvah. The mitzvah is done as long as you lit. Um, uh, the candle that should, under normal circumstances, light the proper shiur, so hadlakos a mitzvah, and therefore, even if it went out, you don't have to relight it. But if you hold hadlakos a mitzvah, if you hold, it's not lighting the candles that really is the mitzvah. The mitzvah is to have the candles lit and 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 bright in a place where people can see it. Then it would seem if kavsa if it goes out zakukla then you'd have to relight the candles because Hanachas, the Mitzvah people didn't see the candles. They didn't light a proper, they didn't, weren't lit a proper time. When we see this Machlokas, I think every single person that I would ask normally, if I would ask them, what do you think? How should we paskin? Hadlachas, the Mitzvah, Hanachas, the Mitzvah. Should we paskin Kavsa Zakukla? Should we paskin Kavsa Ein Zakukla? It seems to me that every person in the world would say, of course we should pass in the mitzvah. Perhaps the hadlaka should not be taken lightly. You need a hadlaka shal mitzvah. But essentially, the mitzvah is hadlaka. Why would I say so? Why do I think everybody would say so? Because we all know the mitzvah of Nechanukah is a mitzvah pirsume nisa. It's one of three mitzvahs in Shas that we know the purpose of the mitzvah is the idea behind the mitzvah is Pirsume Nisa. The way we know that we've explained in the past, it's not just the mitzvah is Pirsume Nisa, that actually is the purpose of Nechanukah Lefarsim Mitzvah Similarly to Kriyasa Megillah, similarly to the Arba Kosos, the mitzvah is Pirsume Nisa. And the mitzvah was, was created in order Lefarsim Mitzvah To make them aware, to everybody should see it. Of course, the Pirsume Nisa of Nechanukah should be 
for the public, as opposed to Mikra um, Megillah, where it's not you do it outside, you do it within the confines of your house or the shul or wherever you go. But the mitzvah of Nech is essentially to light it outside that people should see it. In fact, there's a major discussion halachically today whether people can or should light menorah in public places. Uh, the Especially Chabad that started the custom of lighting a menorah in city squares and wherever you can to light Nech according to the instructions of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, Many years ago, who instituted this policy of making big menorahs wherever you can, in any city, in any country, wherever you can. So they do that. In fact, the, the big custom is whether you can make a bracha on such a, a light, with such an act of lighting candles in a public place where it doesn't seem that anybody specifically was being yotzei. And there's a long halachic discussion whether, in fact, you can make a bracha in such a place. But nevertheless, the idea of lighting it is Pistumenisa. The idea is to have the mitzvah publicized. How could anybody therefore think that the mitzvah really is Hanachos the mitzvah? Is, is Hanachos the mitzvah? The mitzvah, that's obvious, Hanachos the mitzvah, the mitzvah is Pistumenis. It seems that Rashi was bothered by this question on Shabbos, on the Gemara in the second paragraph of Shabbos, and he just has two words which somehow help us very much to explain the idea behind it. He says, Hadlaka osa mitzvah kidashkechan b'menorah. As we found in the mitzvah in the Beis HaMikdash, in the menorah. So it would seem that in the Beis HaMikdash itself, well, one could really learn the sugya there and so, try to really understand. In the Beis HaMikdash, the mitzvah of Hadlaka Saner, there you could really discuss this. Hadlaka osa mitzvah, Hadlaka osa mitzvah. Good. It's a whole topic by itself. There's Menchaz Chinuch that discusses this, this question. But, what would they have to do with us? Maybe the Beis HaMikdash will really pass in Hadlakos HaMitzvah. After all, it's not to light outside the Beis HaMikdash. It's not for people to see. It's in the Beis HaMikdash. There's a menorah. But, why would that have anything to do with Ne'er Hanukkah? According to what our thesis is, that is the only way we could really explain the idea of Hadlakos HaMitzvah. Logically, by Ne'er Hanukkah, we should say Hadlakos HaMitzvah. However, since the Chachamim instituted Ne'er Hanukkah as an extension of the Beis HaMikdash, the laws of the Beis HaMikdash would extend to Ne'er Hanukkah as well. And therefore, you might be able to pass in Hadlaka Mitzvah. This whole idea, of course, is based on almost completely, explicitly written in the Ramban and Chumash. In the Mitzvah of lighting the candles in the Beis HaMikdash, it was noted by the by the Medrash <coughs> that this is given to us in Parshas Baaloscha. Aaron Cohen was told Aaron was given the mitzvah of lighting the candles. And the Medrash notes that this, of course, is found in Parshas Baaloscha immediately after the Parshas Hanasim and Parshas Naso. In Parshas Hanasim, there are many, many psukim along uh, Parsha. It, Parshas Nasa was actually the longest parsha in the Torah, where each Nasi brought, brought his carbon. And this is juxtaposed to the fact of, that Aaron was going to light the candles in the Beis HaMikdash. And the Medrash says that somehow Aaron was very disturbed by the fact that all the Nasiim 
had the privilege of bringing the Chanukah Samizbeach. They all had the privilege of bringing a carbon. And Aaron said, what about me? I have no uh, rights to bring a carbon." So, in the words of the Medrash quoted by the Ramban, Chol Shadato, he felt very upset. This Chanukah Samizbeach, he and Asheva did not participate. God answered him, Chayecha, I swear, your privilege is greater than this. Because you're going to light the candles day in and day out. So, HaKadosh Baruch Hu comforted Aaron by saying your mitzvah is greater than theirs. Of course, the question is, why is your mitzvah greater than theirs? So the Ramban goes on to explain that this is a remez of Ner Chanukah. In the second Beis HaMikdash, Aaron Abanav, Aaron and his family, his descendants, lit the Chanukah of the Beis HaMikdash. But then the Ramban goes on to say more. He quotes the Medrash that your mitzvah, Aaron's mitzvah, is greater than theirs. Why? Because your mitzvah is eternal, while their mitzvah is temporal. The mitzvah of the Nesim is only as long as the Beis HaMikdash is extant. But your mitzvah is eternal. Now, the Ramban says, I don't understand. If there's no Beis HaMikdash, there's no Karbanos, there's no Menorah either. So how could HaKadosh Baruch comfort Aaron and tell him your, your, your Menorah, your Neiros will last forever? But it's obvious says the Ramban that this is a hint, an allusion to the Ner Chanukah, which applies no matter when, even after the destruction of Beis HaMikdash and Agalos. The mitzvah of lighting the candles of Aaron HaKain is eternal. That means, Midrabanan, what we're doing today is lighting the, the, the candles of the Beis HaMikdash. In, in a sense... What Hanukkah really means is there's a time when we build our house not just as our private house, but we light the candles to reflect the idea that our house, our own house, becomes a base Hamikdash. Everybody's house can be have a menorah inside which is a Zechel Hamikdash, whose light will shine to the world, the Pirsum Hanes will go to the world from each person's house. It's no longer a question that we started with. We started by saying, is indeed true Haneros Halalu Kodeshain? The Gemara asked, is it really Kodesh? And the answer is yes. Haneros Halalu Kodeshain. The Jewish house becomes the Beis Hamikdash. The Ner Chanukah that a person lights is actually the light of Beis Hamikdash. Not only is it a Nechama for Aaron Akoin, it's an understanding which is rooted in halacha. Therefore, we could paskin hadlaka also mitzvah. We could paskin so, so. We could paskin that near also l'shtamish la'ora. And there may be other ramifications as well. Yes. Haneros halalu kodeshing.